I am David Coverdale from the infamous White Snake, and you're listening to those two debauched and decadent, Dave and Shane. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's awesome. So, oh, my God. Twice as handsome. <laughs> Twice as fucking handsome, DK. <laughs> DK. boys. Oh, this is so great. You Where know, we've been you, talking. By the way, where, uh, yeah, where are you guys? Detroit and Shane's in Philly. Philadelphia. Oh, kick-ass. The marvels of technology. Yep, two yep. great rock and roll cities. And look at you, all cool here, Shane, with your, <laughs> your wired AirPods. <laughs> How very keen of you. There we go. <laughs> I've got my own hoodie, I swear to God. He's the tech master. He's the tech master of it all. I'm, I like collect uh, supreme hoodies. So I love you know, it. All right. a, yeah. Anyway. Hi everybody, this is Ron Halford. The Rudy Fellows. Hey there, this is Steve Hackett. You folks are just recommend a triumph from a talking rock with Dave and Shane. Woo! Rockin' and rollin', Dude. ladies and gentlemen. Uh Dude. brother Shane fired up talking to the one and only David Coverdale, DC wow. White Snake, the remastered version of Still Good to Be Bad. Good to be bad back in 2008. Now it's still good to be bad. The box set for CD Blu-ray collection available April 28th in a few days as of the taping of the show. Newly remastered versions and remixed versions of the album, rare and unreleased music and concert video from the album's world tour oh my god it was always a blast talking with him shane what's going yeah, on i'm speechless I, he's just <laughs> he's the greatest he's he's the best i i uh, yeah and i gotta say too like he, he has the enthusiasm of like a 19 year old still it's just amazing he just yeah. goes and goes and it's like i can't keep up <laughs> i know it's it's hard and it's like i mean the energy and he was talking about a lot of things you know he kind of outlined some of the health stuff that was going on before where he, yeah. he you know had to kind of take you know him and a couple you, of members you of the wouldn't band. know it yeah you wouldn't have known it and um but he's still he's just firing on all cylinders now and uh he's got about three to five years of projects uh future projects going on that he's working on but uh this is just uh i mean this remix is amazing and it's and so many stories and some bits of news that uh yeah. he made as well we got quite a history lesson today and yeah. you're really gonna enjoy it plus we we got the scoop on uh you know, making this the original record, which was their 10th record uh, with Doug and Reb and a whole bunch of other great, yeah. great artists uh, back in the day. Uh, good to be bad is, is a cruncher, man. And th these remixes and especially I got to say this because I, I've, I've been buying them recently, but Blu-ray audio, dude, is a whole other level yeah. uh, of, of, of stuff. And uh, the fact that that's one of those is being included in this just amazing. So yeah. can't recommend it enough, you know, but dude, we, we covered the whole, <laughs> we get the whole shebang <laughs> soup to nuts today. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, we, uh, we, we got a lot more time and um, it was just great hearing stories about everything from deep purple to, to early white snake to Coverdale uh, mixing this record with, yep. you know, and uh, finding um, guitar solos and, uh, you name it, man. I'm just glad their their tapes weren't destroyed in that big fire. Yeah, I was always I was worried about that for so long. I mean, we talked about that when it happened on the show, and it's like, geez, I, mean, I remember, you know. Yeah, and there's a lot of like, uh, yeah, every band was saying, okay, what do we have left? You know, just terrifying to think about that. 
but best years in the summer rain and a whole new, yeah. whole new, you know, rainbow <laughs> aura, yeah, arena, whatever aura, yeah. But um, yeah, we got we got pretty philosophical today, and it was just a real, real nice uh, chat. It was it's really cool to pick his brain about technology and AI and yeah, and the use of tapes live, and he had a lot to say. So check it out, man. This is going to be a yeah, this is I can't wait to do a history lesson with this. It's just so much and spooky tooth, you know, <laughs> talking about spooky tooth, talking yeah. about uh, his his love of Elvis early on. Uh, little Richard did the story. Yeah, Little Richard um, being a giant Little Richard fan, having the autograph that he, he got from him way, way, way back, you know, talking about uh, working with, uh, of course, we mentioned Jimmy Page, you know, uh, his relationship with um, they talked about Ronnie Dio. I mean, just so much cool stuff. I mean, my gosh, you know, just we 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 reach new heights in terms of the white snake, uh, you know, st- we, we've got, let's see, we've talked to Doug Aldrich. We've talked to or uh, Aldrich. We've talked with, um, you know, Rudy Sarzo, right. Other members yeah. of the band. So, I mean, we could do a whole white snake extravaganza, which I really, oh, absolutely. Do. but uh, this is just, it's just so great to, to kind of dig deeper. That's what we love to do on this show. Just dig deeper, you know? Cause I mean, again, as we've learned, you know, time is fleeting right. and to, to get these legends, yeah. just to open up and, and us to sit down and get a chance to talk to him about everything and anything uh, all at once. Sometimes yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> it's just uh, it's, it, and this is our second time getting a chance to talk to yeah. Mr. Coverdale. And I got to say like, wow, I'm just, I'm speechless. I really yeah. am. Me too, that was a man. blast. It was so great fun. We man. can't wait to share this with you. I'm so fired up. Yeah, why don't we Dave smile right now? Yes, that's right. <laughs> we're we're just we have to roll the tape, don't yeah, we, Dave? Let's roll the tape. This is still good to be bad. This is so cool. We are so pumped for this release. Uh, April 28th is uh, what we're talking about here. Still good to be bad. Yeah. Four CD Blu-ray collection available April 28th. Newly remastered and remixed versions of the album, rare and unreleased music, concert video from the album's world tour. Wow. Uh, some of the tracks, I mean, can you hear the wind blow is probably my favorite. I mean, uh, there's so many on here. David, is this exciting for you to uh, to rework these tracks and kind of give them a... Oh, update? my God. Bluebirds flying out of every orifice. Uh, <laughs> that, that's how exciting it is. And I, oh, there goes another one. You might see feathers fluttering around. Uh, the, uh, no, this is a, an incredible opportunity that I've embraced uh, through talking with my colleagues here, uh, with me having a, an incredibly blessed career for decades. I've been involved in always at the top of technology at that particular time, but it doesn't really stand up to today's sonic, amazing digital sonic qualities. I mean, even with vinyl, people are still recording on uh, digital Pro Tools or whatever, and then cutting it into, into vinyl. But it's, I could never make, I've always been a kind of frustrated DJ. So back in the days when Sony came out, Philips came out with a cassette, I'd start doing playlists and stuff. Oh, my God, which turned into the iPods. I'd take a dozen iPods on the road. I just lived with uh-huh. music. Um, but I could never really put a satisfying White Snake playlist together because technically they were all different levels, different clarities. You know, the mastering back in a particular time maybe wasn't quite as sparkling as it is. So I made a decision a couple of years ago. Look, I spoke to Rhino, who were incredibly supportive. And I said, this is what I'd like to do. Uh, it's at this time in my life. 
this will be my legacy series of what I've been able to achieve under my own flag, under my own banner, of course, with the help of amazing collective of musicians. And all of this is highlighted. Maybe instruments I was missing on 87 or Slip of the Tongue. I've got the amazing Derek Sharunian to come in and add that a scorching frequency of Hammond organ which brings the white snake identity full circle for me. And I'm extraordinarily grateful to Derek. And it was interesting because after losing John Lord to Deep Purple, um, quite rightly, it was, he, it was, he was a founder member of the band. I thought, I'm just going to focus on my two guitars, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and that's how it went for quite some time until sort of having a moment and going, I'm missing something when we're remixing stuff or re, you know, uh, going over projects, putting, assembling Unzipped or the rock album or love songs or the blues album. Um, it's like, okay, what are we missing? Fuck it, let's add it. The originals are there. The originals to some people are like papal, you know, <laughs> don't touch them, whatever they are. Fuck <laughs> off. The rock and roll songs. I want to touch them all over. You know, I'm going to put a painting on that wall and I'm going to put a new couch over there and because it's going to be more pleasing for me in my dotage to be able to enjoy this. And the choice is there for you as a fan or a consumer, if you want to do it. It's got an awful lot of love put into it. Uh, and it's a lovely voyage of discovery. Re just remembering how amazing working with Doug Aldrich um, when we did actually decide to make an album, which was this 15 years ago, uh, because at that time people were saying, you have to tour every year. And I've never done that. I'd only toured every three or four years. So my older songs say stayed fresh. Um, but if you're doing it every year, suddenly is this love going, oh my God, if I'm bored, what's my audience feeling like? Nice. So I said to Doug, let's sit down and see if our we turn this, our friendly conversation as we have, there's always something to talk about. Let's see if we can convert that into a musical collaboration and found out that we could write incredibly well together. It was a marriage made in heaven, a creative marriage made in heaven, without a doubt. And we wrote two of my favorite White Snake albums, without a question. Well, just going back in time, David, I, what was it like when you guys got together on this record? Because this was your, your first record and you know, over a decade, it's yeah. White Snake. I mean, what was yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. What was the general feeling like? Was it just well, like I had riding no, a bike, I, or no, no, not at all. But I, I always write, Shane. I'm always doing something. I, I ascribe to the Indian philosophy of communing with your instrument before you take on the affairs of the day. With me, it's meditation and just strumming a few chords. And my muse was incredibly active 24-7, will suddenly give me a chord sequence and I'll go, you son of a bitch. Okay, here's another song. You know? And I never, sit, I never sit down consciously to write a love song, but I think it's my destiny that it's just synonymous with me. I don't even fight it anymore. Apparently, I'm here to write love songs for you a lot, you know? Um, but working with Doug, I introduced Doug to meditation. Um, and I, I maintain throughout, Shane, the feeling if this isn't working, I'm just going to stop it. Because I, 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 didn't, I, didn't I didn't feel I had anything to prove. Uh, but I love the idea of being relevant, you know, not just trading in for, former glories. So, you know, Doug, through a, a friend of his, 
was familiar with the early white snake, which a lot of my American colleagues uh, weren't. They were familiar with white snake from Slide It In, mm. whereas there was another six albums before that uh, that never really crossed the water, uh, other than for the Cognoscenti collecting imports. But um, Doug was well-versed in that, so I didn't have to say, no, that sounds a bit Night Ranger. Oh, no, that sounds a bit Winger. You know, which I went through initially with Reb and, and uh, Joel when we sat down to work together. But with Doug, he knew there were certain elements wouldn't fly with me. Just, you know, nonsense, headbanging, rock and roll. It's just, I had all that with Deep Purple. And that was felt like an ever-diminishing circle creating music at that time. But this was really fresh. Harnessing a blues love, a riff love. Doug's a really extraordinarily electrifying guitarist. Uh, listening to Still Good To Be Bad is just a reminder of how extraordinary, fiery uh, he was, and passionate, melodic. And, and we really worked. I think we structured most of this album before we brought in you know, Uriah and, uh, and Chris Frazier. So we had really pristine demos uh, to present to the guys, uh, to fill in the colors. Like, we gave them basically... Uh, the paint, the drawing, the the frame, and then come on, let's put your colours in here and see how that goes. And it's a beautiful, beautiful band record, I think. Is it? Um, we talked to uh, Doug uh, maybe a couple months ago, a few months ago, and he he described you as uh, his big brother. That there's just a kinship there. Um, and he didn't know, describe me as his lover. His <laughs> lover. <laughs> uh, let's go back and what play the tape. <laughs> Text to Doug Aldrich, right? Breaking news. Yeah, right. Synchronous out. Force my virginity. Yeah. We'll replay the tape. That's why I sing so hard. That's right. That's not the kick in the nether regions like that. Was it the Bee Gees or some parody? Oh my God! Well, he is. He is good looking, but. I would always be there for David. He ever needed something from me. I mean, he's my big bro. We spent a lot of time in in the trenches, i.e. the studio and, and, and like writing songs and just trying to brainstorm, you know, what would be the best thing for Whitesnake. We definitely had a beautiful, um, I'm, I'm an only child, so my brothers and sisters are extended members of my family in the, mm. uh, um, in the band in the, and the musicians and the crew I work with. Uh, but Doug and I really developed a beautiful friendship. And I think we had 10 of the most creative years. Yeah. You know, I've been really lucky writing with Adrian Vandenberg, who's a super, you know, uh, musician, writer. Uh, and once again, very familiar. It's always works best for me when somebody's familiar with my catalogue, you know, uh, yeah. rather than me saying, nah, that's too... You know, really, let's just write Motown songs with heavy drums and heavy guitars. That's all. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so once I'm, I'm basically the arbiter as the executive producer, whatever the title is, I know what I want. And I bring people in, I think, can help Whitesnake go further. And Doug definitely did that yeah. exceptionally. So um, and hopefully I can inspire and motivate somebody to be all that they can be, you know, to spread their wings you know, and fly. Uh, and if they're shit in the nest, you know, it's a one-way ticket home. <laughs>
I, I brought it up because I was just curious, like, you know, that era, I mean, it was a later lineup of, of the band, but it's still so crisp and it's got so much the new modern sound and the classic sound. So it's like that bridge. And it, and I think the remix yeah. even echoes that. So what does it feel like for you to have all these, you know, you've had so many different lineups, but everything is, there's something special in every, every one. Yeah. Well, one of the things we can do now after getting our work back from Universal is we can go really deep. And because uh, some of these things, like when you go into the Slide It In, uh, we looked at uh, for the Slide It In song, for instance, for the greatest hits record we put out last year. We found a solo that the more we dug into these tracks, we found a solo we didn't even know existed uh, from John Sykes. Wow. So it was like, Oh my God, you know, everybody's heard the other version. Let's have this and it's as fresh as a spring morning, you know? So um, I love and stand by what we're doing. And it gives me and the Hook City Hooligans a great source <laughs> of pride, you know, uh, to, be, to be doing these things. Uh, I work with Professor Tom Gordon, a professor at UNR uh, here, extraordinarily gifted uh, co-producer and producer in his own right, of course. So a lot of these songs are new to him. So he's bringing in fresh angles for me to look at and, and discuss and consider. It just really is a breath of fresh air. And, 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 and very, I'll, I'll give you a perfect, simple answer. I go home and my wife says, it's so nice to see you coming home happy and fulfilled rather than you know yeah <laughs> uh so that's a, quite the, quite the validation for me but for instance on here i took artistic license and brought in three beautiful uh session singers in Rito called we call the hook city harlots mm. and uh and they uh sang on i was hoping to have time we just time is a really bugger recently it's just running out very quickly but uh i wanted to shoot a video like uh in the 60s with these great live at the marquee five live yard birds and all this i wanted to do this because we also used I, had, I wrote a tribute to stevie wonder called if you want me uh and i always thought it should have had horns you know like uh, like superstition so yeah. we brought in the Hook City horns, you know. Oh, uh, so as long as, you know, but the, the very important thing, I spoke to uh, an old friend of mine, I'm sure you know Eddie Trunk yesterday. Yep. And he said, you know, the, at least you're giving the older fans who don't want you to touch the old sacred uh, mixes or whatever, you're giving them the original album just remastered. And this is the new coat of paint, the new set of drapes, the new rug in front of the TV, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I'm loving it. It's very, very rewarding for me, very fulfilling. It's like the fans are getting a, a whole new album in a way. I mean, that's what... Yeah, I think so. Well, here in America, Shane, uh, I worked with the first independent company I've ever been with because I, I, I just couldn't come to terms with how overtly corporate uh, America had become, the music business. You know, I'm familiar, or most of my career, I've been able to work with executives who actually played an instrument, you know, uh, and made a conscious decision that, okay, if I'm not going to be successful as a musician, I'm going to go into the music business so I'm associated with music. Those are people I can talk to. But if you just graduated from business school, I don't have a lot in common. You know, we can't discuss approaches to this and that or whatever. So I, I met with independents. Well, actually, they came to me. Uh, I went, okay. But of course, they didn't have a large imprint. Uh, the album started doing amazing. 
and then the company became basically the, the equivalent of the Titanic, mm. but with a good band. Um, <laughs> so it's almost like it's a new record. So whatever we lost back then, we've regained. Mm. You, you were but talking you, about... Oh, go ahead, Shane. I just wanted to... Uh, the ailments and stuff really hurt you guys on this tour that you were going to be on last year. Yeah. Uh, it was heart heartbreaking for us. I mean, Rab well, and Tommy, both yeah. and you with your voice. Um, yeah. Does it seem like this is, it, it's not going to happen or are you determined no. to get out there one last time? Well, and do this, this right? It's Shane. It, it's not really a professional decision. Um, right. It's a, it's literally a health decision. Mm. Um, last year, it took me seven months to get rid of a, a really a sinus infection that went so deep into my body, you know, it, it, and then we discovered a secondary one, which is why I had to cancel the, the U.S. tour. So all of the appalling antibiotics I'd had for three months and all the damage it did to my system, yeah. uh, you know, was a waste of time because this other infection was canceling out. So I had to go on to heavier medications and, and steroids and, and, and at the same time, ignoring a torn rotator cuff, which I can work with. One of my assistants is schooled in KT tape and all this kind mm. of stuff because all my injuries have, have always been sporting. That's bizarre, apart from infections. <laughs> yeah. um, really the same so I, I was, you know, when I was on stage with Steve Vai, at Hellfest, you know, which has turned out to be the last White Snake uh, show. Hopefully, not the last White Snake show. Um, but I was underneath my shirt; my shoulder was taped up like I was going into the arena to face another gladiator. You know, <laughs> oh it was, and you couldn't really tell. And thank God, I could still fling the mic stand around. You know, but uh, but as soon as I got signed off back in January, the infection had gone. I realized then we had to sort out. Uh, the shoulder, because that have, had been in, uh, of secondary importance to me, minor compared to this. Am I ever going to be able to sing again? You know, yeah. that's yeah. that's a big deal. Something you wake up and almost take for granted. Um, but yeah, so I'm getting a lot of uh, approaches, re uh, Vegas residencies. I'm not quite sure about that. Uh, I feel I owe Japan. I feel I owe the U.S. I feel I owe uh, South America because. I've I've been pretty successful for fifty years, yeah. And that's you know I you can't buy that. It's people have supported you to be to be be in this position. So I didn't. It was a personal choice. I didn't want to do a video going, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, brothers and sisters of the snake. Um, thank you for fifty years. You know I'm done. You know it was. <laughs> it, I wanted to be there. I mean, the, these shows, David, were so emotional. Yeah. Newcastle, I started to sing, Is This Love? and completely lost it. And the yeah. audience, everyone, 12,000 wow. people or something, just took over singing the song wow. uh, for me. Uh, it was just remarkably emotional. Um, but, you know, I wanted to retire in 2020. Uh, I thought the appropriate age for the singer of Whitesnake to step down was 69. But of course, that beast, <laughs> bloody COVID, came in, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the stuff there, I don't want to say. You remember Sean Connery when he was asked all the time, you know, will you ever be James Bond again? Uh, and he said, never say never. Um, it, it's uh, we have three to five years of projects here mm. at my studio. Um, so I'm certainly not finished with music, 
but my health will dictate right. whether I can uh, uh, take on because it's incredibly physically demanding for me. I don't want to do a half-assed standing right. there stuff. I, I, I love you know telling my stories and and moving and and working. These guys, man, we had Dino brought in Dino Jalusic on keys and and vocals from uh, uh, Croatia. Extraordinary. The electrifying Tanya O'Callaghan, uh, Irish beauty, uh, Irish ambassador with a show coming called Highway to Health. Keep your eyes and ears open, mm. boys and girl on YouTube. Very cool. Uh, she's working with my old mate, Bruce Dickinson, right now. Web, Reb's doing winger. McKaylee's got his own band and does uh, music lessons. In, in You know, Joel's out uh, with uh, a friend called Brandon Gibbs doing yep. uh, Simon and Garfunkel stuff, you know. But <laughs> I saw some video, of, and Joel is playing just beautifully, extraordinarily fluid musician. Um, so everybody's busy. Nobody's bugging me, you know, uh, uh, to do stuff. And and you know you're on my social media day, yep. so you know there's nobody screaming and shouting at me. <laughs> Everybody's been respectful. It's been really challenging, you know. Yeah. To uh, and and continue to work, you know, throughout that infection, I was in the studio catching up on stuff that I wouldn't have been able to do on the road, which was this, including the one you've got in front of you. Yeah. Well, and you know, I, yeah, we always love you on social media. You keep everything happy and fun, and yeah. and just yeah, we need that these days. You, you mentioned three to five projects. Is any, I guess, two part question? Is any of that like say newer stuff that might come out, like a newer record or? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Cover your yeah. page. Got, yeah. Um, well, no, Shane. I've got to tell you, uh, you know, the last time I was doing uh, interviews. Well, I think it was around before COVID. Uh, COVID just changed a lot of the dynamic yeah. for everybody, for everybody, not just Coverdale Page, but uh, that that insanity that overwhelmed all of us. Um, I had a settlement coming back from Universal. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I was moving to Warner Brothers at Rhino. Uh, and uh, to get all the tapes back. And I got uh, my lawyer and I negotiated getting Coverdell, the rights to Coverdell Page because they weren't doing anything with it. You know, and I called Jimmy. I said, you're not going to believe this. I've got control of the, the Coverdell Page stuff. Mm. Why don't we do, why don't you do a remix? It'll, it's going to be the 30th anniversary in 2023, go figure. Uh, why don't you do the Jimmy Page mix? I'll do the David Coverdale mix. We'll have the original one remastered, you know. Uh, and we have so many assets of bootlegs and rehearsals and demos and all of these kind of things. Uh, and then COVID, it just closed it down. Yeah. And then when we came out of it, I had my commitment to do my farewell tour. So it was just impossible. It's the 30th anniversary this year, and I do apologize, but there just hasn't been time. And now I've got a full dance card. Uh, with the the projects that I'm involved with with Rhino at Roundhill, mm -hmm. um, so I'm, I'm hoping Jimmy will take the reins on that because I trust him implicitly to do an amazing job, you know. And hope he might have time, you know. I hope he could do it, but uh, I, I just we're really. I mean, number one, I'm the anniversary kid now for being <laughs> in the business. <laughs> yeah, like every day. I mean, I go. Christ, it's what the anniversary of, oh my God, losing my virginity? Where was that? <laughs> you know? 
Yeah. But uh, but somebody will come on. I, I have no idea. You guys tell me. Anniversary <laughs> of my amazing art director, Hugh Gilmore. Um, he'll go, oh, you're coming up to the, oh, my God, 48th or 49th anniversary of California Jam. If you sit, oh as I do at times, to reflect and meditate, I'm going, oh, my God. It's yeah. <laughs> almost 50. It's 50, my 50th anniversary of joining Deep Purple this year. Amazing. You know, 20th anniversary of working with Red Beach. I don't know how I put up with her, I tell yeah. you. <laughs> I was going to say 20 years. He's been there a long time now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah the longest surviving member of White Tiger, <laughs> Mrs. Coverdose, little boy. <laughs> Tommy's their third stint, right? Tommy's third stint in the band as well. I think. Oh, man. Tommy, what a monster. Just a He's beast. such an inspiration to me. Yeah. Such an inspiration. This band, and I think, uh, I think, really, Tommy said to me, "It's the first time I've asked the monitor guy to turn the bass up in my ears because oh, wow. he was loving, as we all were, what Tanya brought to the party." Wow. And of course, Tanya is the first woman I've invited to to be in White Snake. God, it it just never even occurred. No, nobody ever. Came forward or whatever so but i played headline a festival m3 in maryland i think it was baltimore mm -hmm. that's oh, Baltimore yeah. in uh, 2019 and when we arrived backstage it was a, it's a big three-day deal um the promoter had, had tvs and stuff showing the action on stage and i was going oh who's that who's that guy man that's great bass playing steven adler's band my old mate uh, yeah. from guns yeah um yeah. Uh, and then she flicked her head and moves tits. You know, I'm going, oh, that guy's a girl, you know. And, and I was rooted to, to seeing her. And it must have, you know, made a bookmark uh, in the memory cells because I met her afterwards, found her to be utterly charming with the most lilting Irish accent. Um, and, uh, and when uh, Michael and I were unable to, uh, to, to, to work together, um, conflict of, of uh, schedules. Um, I approached uh, Tanya out of the blue. She's out, you know, in the Joshua Tree in the desert and stuff, and getting a FaceTime from me. She she'd been told she was getting a call from some mm. from somebody regarding a job, so she had no idea it was me. She's no, going no. fucking hell in the most beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, once we get. So thank God she didn't faint on the gravel, you know. But it was it was great. But she brought an amazing performance. Uh, Red Beach said, "Oh my God, she's given me a groove," you know. Uh, and and everybody, it, it it's Tanya said it's a favorite band of brothers, uh, like yeah. a family. Uh, and it was heartbreaking for her. I mean, she's you know completely health kid. You know, nothing nothing's gonna get through her. Uh, uh, protective barriers, you know, she's so incredibly health, healthy, uh, but all around her, we were dropping like flies. Yeah. yeah. So I guess to be, sorry, just, just to jump in super quick, like, yeah. um, so, yeah. um, so depending on health, there could be maybe a few more shows and then three to five years of uh -huh. projects would, would maybe include a new album possibly. Well, I'm not sure I want to commit to an album sure. in this day and age. Yeah. Uh, the, the worst uh, news I was talking uh relatively recently uh, to my friends at uh, Warner's 
uh, and they had this dire prediction, which does look like it, uh, that CDs are going to be phased out in three to five years. Oh boy! So, you know, yeah. I want to get these projects out there. For instance, my wife and I treated each other to new cars at Christmas. And neither one has a CD player. Mm. Yeah. Neither I one. hate that. Yeah. I hate that. Wow. Well, no, wow. it's just a sign of the times. Yeah. yeah.